right. I'm, I don't need no contents on that. I don't need to know no updates on it. But that man has a whiteboard <laughs> with nine goals on it. And as you guys have been sitting here identifying with us, I am happy to say that we have finally identified with Chris Cooper. So I appreciate you coming on to the show. And for you guys out there, continue to be good to one another. More than ever now, we need good people. And good people are hard to come by because being bad is easy, and that's why dumb people are here. So be a step above the standard. What? What? No, no, I was just looking at the You didn't ruin my outro. What's wrong with you? Esquire, Chris Cooper, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, who has been doing some big things. And I want to take time today to acknowledge these things because it's important for you to not not necessarily put yourself out there to be seen, put yourself, put yourself out there to make a difference. And that's something that Chris Cooper has been doing. So Chris, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. I'm uh, doing well. The- doing good. Alright, yeah, cool, cool. Because I was trying to be on an identity booth. Oh man. He he's still gloating about having gotten the name right. <laughs> the, the joy that it brought me. I was more happy than he was because I was like 0 for 5. But I hey, I appreciate you for breaking the curse. It's always the men out here breaking the curse. I have 75% of the people watching this are women, but men have never let me down on this show. The men have kept me humble on this show. Okay. You know, I try I, I try to do what I can. I appreciate it, freshman. And I want to commend you for the outreach and things that you're doing. But I want to get a better understanding of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Because I think there's two folds to this. One, you have a business you've started in order to help other people. So how that happened and how you go about doing that is one. And then two, what is this business? How does it work? And and how do you sustain it so that you can continue to do these good things? And then three, I want to talk about the actions I've seen you take and how it motivated me to get involved in sort of the domino effect that could happen from it. So starting from okay. the beginning, you know, what is it? What's the name of your company? How long have you had it? And just give us the rundown of what it is. So um, the name of my company is Super C Group. It was founded in 2014 by me and Simeon Brown, which is my brother, Um we we de- we defined the company and we de- we founded the company initially as a management company where we were managing music artists. But as time evolved, we changed the overall directive of the company, and now it's just a multi conglomerate where we are looking at more ventures to help improve not only our communities, help improve our education, our literacy, and learning more and new different different things that's going to help us out in the long run. Um, some of those avenues touches on digital. Some of that avenue touches on financial, um, helping people repair their credit, helping people increase their financial literacy, helping people understand how to leverage their credit, helping people understand how to <clears throat> let their credit work for them so they can use their money for other other necessary things, as well a lot of philanthropic um, opportunities. One, we, we definitely did the... Uh, feeding of the essential workers throughout the pandemic. Two, we definitely do um, a Thanksgiving basket for the less fortunate. We also do Christmas baskets for the less fortunate. 
we were going to put out a book scholarship for returning college students, but because of this whole Corona Coco virus thing, it changes some of the aspects of that. So we're going to try to do it in the spring so that we're still going to do it for those students, but um, it'll probably happen in the spring. No, definitely. And, you know, I, there'll be links to how, if you guys are watching this and saying, you know what, is starting a business isn't really my cup of tea or even trying to create a foundation isn't my cup of tea, but I don't ha- mind donating to one. I'll get all the links and information on how you can get in contact with Coop and help support his causes. You know, uh, I think it's, it goes without saying, you know, just one look at his message board in the back and his hat. He's in a, he's a stand up type of guy and you don't really have to, you, you, you don't have to pretend to be a stand up guy. It's either you are, or you're not. And he, he, he walks the walk. He talks the talk. So if you want to join his cause, I'll put all that information in the link below. But when you started this company with your brother, what was some of the defining things? Like what is the, where does the name come from? Cause it's pretty unique name in itself. Um, well, uh, starting companies, the best part portion of it is the name. Um, we initially started off with initials. Um, and at that time, we was working with a creative director who stated that initials are cute, but they're not really good for businesses. So we had to come up with a name. We wanted the name to be unique, but people kind of resonated with it. Um, at the same time, something we could play with on words. Um, and still keep our brand as a brand and not make it generic like Kleenex. We don't want to be like Kleenexes. But we still wanted to keep a brand. So we came up with Super Seed. Now, Super Seed in the original sense is spelled S-U-P-E-R-S-E-D-E. But we end up spelling it with a different way. S-U-P-E-R-C-E-D-E. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can keep it different. Um, so that even though it means pretty much what supersede means, means to overcome and be better than the opposition, um, we wanted to be able to play on that word. So our slogan for our company is that we don't follow the pack, we supersede. Meaning that when you deal with us, you're dealing with something that's going to be set apart from other companies. As far as the mm-hmm. attention to details, as far as our, our communications, our connections, just the overall value is going to be something different. So it took a while to come up with the name. I mean, probably about two or three weeks going through different names, um, secession. <laughs> um, what was it? Atlantis. Y'all had, y'all had all the 2008 <laughs> names that was hot. <laughs> all the hot 2008 names. God, <laughs> It was funny, though. I mean, but you got to think about it, though. But you want something that speaks to you. So, I mean, once we came up with Super C, it spoke to us. And it's something that we know that we can stand behind for the rest of our lives. It wasn't no, something absolutely. we created for just the 2000, the 9-9 and the 2000, but a- for a- something, that be, <laughs> something that could be long-lasting like Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and Walmart and Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Like something that stands alone, stands apart, where it's unique enough that people understand once you hear that as a company, once you hear that as a brand, you immediately identify that with us. You like to have no, it identify as an identity booth, identify with us. Yeah, I, 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 caught, I caught the reference. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> he got the name right, and now he thinks he owns the show. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Next topic. Uh, now that you are... Okay, so 
And this is not something you're doing full time. Is this something you want to be able to do full time? Oh, yeah, it'd be something that I definitely want to do full time. And it's something I will eventually do full time. But with any business, it is a slow growing process. Um, Some businesses boom right off the top and you kind of lose that foundational building of it. So we are building our foundation. It's something that I do a lot of the time, but it's not a full time job. Um, My full time job is a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Um, I work here in Chicago. I do personal injury and workers' compensation law. So that's my full-time job, but this is my job that will be full-time in the future and eventually get my own law firm and then it could be supersede law and then they would definitely be a full supersede um, full-time avenue. Now, me and you have uh, talked about this in the past. It's not that we don't talk about it, but we've just transformed this conversation because I remember me and you were really big on like trying to create a scholarship fund to kind of give back to the kids that want to go into these uh, deep uh, sciences and deep social and political avenues that don't really have uh, don't curtail for them. You know, uh, as great as UAPB was and is, there's a lot of things missing from them. You know, the amount of schools that don't have uh, HBCUs, that don't have law firms, that don't have medical schools, that don't have nursing schools is hindering, further hindering our uh, ability to and capacity to grow within the ranks. So being able to say, hey, look, young blood, we're going to pay this first semester off, but this first year off, but we need you to sign up and say that you're going to send one person to, you know, keep this chain going. And, you right. know, for every person we can do this with, it's a blessing and a, it's a blessing and it's, it gives purpose and value. But it goes without saying, like, you know, I'm proud of that, proud of the fact that that's something you want to do. So stepping into that light now what is the added pressure of this because obviously you can you can establish your business and have your maintain your ideas you you don't have employees to pay right now you you just have to take care of yourself and obviously your bro has his own life livelihood so he's taking care of what would you need in order for you to say like yeah i'm ready to start doing this full time I wouldn't say I would necessarily need anything. I think the issue would be learning more. I guess what I would need is just more educational of just the business aspect of everything. Because when you when you start a business, they're going to be they're going to be sacrifices, and making sure that you're okay with living with those sacrifices, and making sure that you put yourself in a financial position as well as a mental position. Because starting a business is more mental than it is financial. Um, because you no longer have that safety net. Like me being an attorney, I work, I settle cases, I get paid for settling cases. Um, I don't have to worry about if I don't settle a case this week, would I get paid? But once you start your own business, you have to understand that if you're not bringing any money in for your business, you're not, you're not getting any money. Um, and even though that sounds like a financial strain, it's really a mental toughness. Because a lot of times, a lot of businesses fail because people give up too early. Because that financial strain affects them more mentally than it's actually affecting their pockets. Maybe they're not able to do the posts on Instagram. Maybe they're not able to do this. And maybe they're not able to take this trip with their friends. But those are all sacrifices. And that mentally destroys people. So I think at this point right now, I think that I'm learning more about businesses and more about business knowledge, actually, and gaining more of a establishment as my as a lawyer in the legal field, so that when I do transition fully over to supersede, 
I can still bring in all the legal knowledge I learned, all the business etiquettes that I learned to bring into Supersede. So it's just a just a learning process. It's not something like necessarily I would need. It's something that I'm building so I can go ahead and do it. It's structure is what I'm hearing. You need to yes. have a, a, a structure. Like uh, there's a reason why these big uh, companies who get bought up by these other big companies don't really branch out. Uh, I use Project ETO, for example. That was an idea that I had back in 2014. And the problem that I ran into immediately was there's no way I can scale this on demand. There's no way that I can update this database on demand. And it was because of infrastructure. So I think it's super important that you're building this base and you have this this foundation where from a standpoint of law, that you can then help bridge and build this gap into. And that's sort of where we're going to push into now because you talked about a lot of the services in the beginning. But I want to know, like, because I I think for sure people take for granted, like, or not even take for granted, but don't think that is them. They don't think that, oh, my credit is fine. Like, I got a few astounding bills and stuff like that. But your credit is never perfect. You can always build on it. There is there is a threshold to do. So what is the advice you want to give to people out here who probably have that car note or some student loans affecting their stuff right now, but don't want to seek guidance on it? Well, if they don't want to seek guidance, it's really hard to tell them anything. Um, but <laughs> if they do want to seek guidance, um, I'll definitely say contact us and we'll definitely give you some guidance on that. Uh, Super C Group is really very, very versed about credit repair as well as financial literacy and teaching you about some ins and outs using the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Um, Simeon Brown, who is my business partner, he is a vice president in the company that we work for that repairs credit, and he's excellent um, with all the knowledge and information he can give you. He's my mentor in the credit business of teaching me how to help others. So I, what I would my advice to them would be go check your credit score. Um, for credit Karma is a nice website and there's other free credit report and other credit report sites that you can use because a lot of people think they got good credit until they actually see those numbers i was Uh one of those people i was one (laughs) of those people who thought i had good credit and then i and then i checked and i was like wait what happened And they were like (laughs) say yeah bro you been you 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 went to canada and made a lot of money and you didn't tell nobody i like hey Right, and, it, and, it, and things like that happen. I mean, there's misreporting, there's um, That's inaccurate reporting. True. Yes, that is misreporting, inaccurate reporting. You can have if they people don't spell who your have, name right, your stuff is going to be wrong. Yes, and then you have people who have similar names. There are some mm-hmm. easy names like a John Smith or a Willie Williams or a Lisa Washington or something like that. Like these names are very common. And these credit companies immediately just push it to these names and it gives you your like, false credit report. So those negative items impact your credit score. Um, and that's information that we help to make sure that all everything's in your credit report is completely accurate and that you were the person who dealt with that situation. And a lot of times there's a lot of bad reporting and credit reporting. Um, uh, absolutely. I think uh, the story that comes to mind is one, the big hack that happened with the, uh, the Esqua. Equifax, and then two, I for for four years while I was living in Texas, none of my light bills or my utility bills got reported to my credit because they kept spelling my name wrong. So for four years, I didn't have uh, any credit score. And when uh, I had to go for security clearance, uh, 
<laughs> the secret agent asked me, uh, so where have you been living for the last four years? Oh, here are all my addresses. No, no, no. Seriously. Where have you been living? Like they got real <laughs> intense with me and I was like, wait, what's going on? And they, and that's when I found out like, oh man, if, if they don't spell my name right, I don't get that at checkpoint. So I think that's. that's oh yeah. And if they don't spell right. your name right, then somebody else's stuff can fall into your credit report, which is, that's which crazy. is another issue that affects you. And it also yeah. teaches you that good credit helps lower these interest rates because yeah, they say this car is $20,000, but then they give you an interest rate of 12, 12% for the next four years versus someone who having 2% for the next 12 years. They're going to pay significantly less than that. And that all deals with the fact that their credit score is good. And I say, that's why I say, go check your credit report. If your credit looks like two different things, your credit looks like gas prices, hurry up and call us. Your credit report looks like a GPA, hurry up and call us. If your credit score looks like a Fortune 500 company, hurry up and call oh, us. Man. Because hey, three, hey, four, and five some numbers. does not look great. <laughs> hey, that's them some numbers right there for all of y'all people. <laughs> Go check them out. And like I said, all that information will be in the link below. But I guess now I want to kind of dive into the aspect that kind of caught my eye. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of context here. Uh, I was on Facebook, uh, and I you know, you just obliviously scan through Facebook until something catches your eye and you're not someone who posts very often, but when you do, I try and pay attention to it because it's usually pertinent information and you're very, uh, prominent about promoting stuff that you see. Uh, one of the twins has, a uh, earrings and accessories page that Airing you posted. Culture. Yeah. And exactly. I put that up on the screen right now. Free plug. Uh, I saw that and I said to myself, wow, I didn't know that this is a thing, you know, she was doing. So here's, let me go to my page and on my Instagram page, I have a story dedicated to support is free. So if anyone's ever doing anything, DM it to me, I will post it on my, this It's free because I know how difficult it is as a person who has made, you know, 170 odd videos on YouTube. And some of these videos still got 10 views from two years ago. I, it's apparent to me that I know you have to be your biggest fan, but that can be draining. But I also know that there is a there's an occasion where people kind of run into your stuff and say, wow, this impacted me and thank you for it. And that's what you're really making it for. You're making it for those small impacts. So when I saw you post about, you know, you wanted to do a raffle about uh, sending money or buying people in the pandemic, essential workers in the pandemic lunch, a part of me instantly said, yeah, makes sense. That that's something he would want to do. But then a two, it, it triggered something in me that was like, is there a way I can help? Because I don't have the wherewithal to kind of sit there and I don't know. I can't even begin to imagine one, how many people contacted you. Two, how do you even authenticate like all this information you're being sent? Because someone sends you something, they misspell a word, and now uh uh, uh Uncle Pookie and them got thirty dollars for lunch and they don't even know how. <laughs> so it's like so, like, can you talk me through the process? What made you want to do that? How many How many times have you done it? And, like, what was just, like, what made you want to do this? Um, so, I've always been willing to give back. I mean, giving back has always been a big thing of mine. Um, I always say that, you know, our jobs as we get more and more, I guess, professional, more and more above that ladder we started off as, is to help give back to 
um, people who are doing the same thing we're doing, people who are overlooked in society. And I think that's one of the big things for me. And, you know, a plug, you know, I am a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, you know, culture for service, service for humanity. So that's another thing that's instilled in me to always have service for humanity. So what made me want to do it is that I actually saw uh, my nephew talk with conversation with my nephew about it. He was like, oh, he's going to do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I'll do it as well. Um, And I did it the first time and it was really good response. It was great. And I liked it. So I think that was in March. Then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to treat this like a stimulus check. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... I'm gonna do it Look more at the than jab. Once. He just took a jab at the president. <laughs> no, this this man not. just took a jab at the I president. Not. I did <laughs> he not just said, Nah, orange man, I got this. All right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I didn't want to just do it once, and I wanted to make it a not an annual thing either, because that's once. But I wanted to do it more on a consistent basis. So we did it in March, we did it in April, we did it in May, we did it in June. And we didn't do it in July. We haven't done it this month, but we will be doing it starting back in September. September 13th is going to be when I post on my Facebook for um, everyone to send out that information. So we're going to open it up because the city's, the country's kind of opening back up. So we're trying to open it up for more individuals. But it was just one of those things of saying that, hey, you know, I'm not rich and I'm not famous and I'm not swimming in money like Jeff Bezos. But... <laughs> I can do my part for society and give back. And that's one of the ways we give back. Like I said, it's, just, it, it's a good it's a good feeling to know that instead of me using that money to go buy something useless or I could buy another pair of shoes or a bottle at a club or something like that, I'm really out here giving money out to the club. individuals. <laughs> well, before the pandemic. I'm, no, well... There's some clubs still open. Ask um, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams. After oh, that man. <laughs> Lou, what were you thinking? Lou, what were you thinking? You had one job, bro. One I, know job. The, I know the wings are named after you, but I know them thighs and breasts were out there, bro. I know. I know. But uh, so, that- yeah, so giving it back to people who actually need it because I don't want them to be overlooked because we have overlooked um, essential workers in society before the pandemic. We never paid attention about how stressful it is to be a teacher. We never paid attention how stressful it is to be a nurse. We never paid attention to how stressful it is to be in the fast food industries or be at the grocery stores. Because sometimes, you know, while a lot of people were in the confinements of their homes, the grocery stores were still open. So the people who worked at grocery stores had to go to work. Why everyone is staying safe in their homes. And you have to think about the fast food workers. People still need fast food. You got to think about the nurses who is actually making sure everyone's okay, taking care of people, the doctors. You have to worry about those as well as too. The teachers who are, I believe, are ready to be underpaid are now waiting for unemployment, which is another thing in its own in its own right. So I think we overlooked the essential workers, and I wanted them to know that they're no longer being overlooked and that we can do something to help assist them with their situation. Yeah, and uh, like I said, all his information will be in the description and link below. Because uh, if you're somebody out there who's, if you are someone out there who has, for the last eight months, it continued to live your life because nothing has changed, you are what we call an essential worker. Because the world didn't stop for you, you know. Right. Even me from a medical standpoint, 
we took certain precautions. I don't go to the operating room until I have to do surgery. I We were having an offline conversation where literally they were to ask me, hey, when do you want to come in? I'm like, ah, I don't want to come in until 11 o'clock. And that's fine <laughs> for me. But the nurses who have to show up at 6 a.m. to prepare for my surgery, that's a whole nother joke. So I, I, I don't know which month it was that I saw it, but I, I asked to, hey, is there something I could do? I didn't even know like how big this was i didn't ask what the pool was i just wanted to give something that i just had in my on me at that time and there's a part of me that has has to be very knowledgeable of like my own stare because you tend to tear at yourself in order to make a better way for someone else you can take pieces of yourself while get, putting yourself out there so in my effort to make sure that you stay as whole as possible, I wanted you to feel like you're not alone in this process. So, like, even for the one in September, once again, if I say it, I'll be reaching out to you to try and give my part into it. Because you don't have to be this person who just goes out here and does it. You can funnel yourself through other people with good intentions. I've, I'm a firm believer of of the good guys doing good stuff in the dark it's it's something unnatural about it and it's it speaks to my the inner batman in me because he wears all black he looks like a villain from the standpoint of anybody else but in reality we know what he's about so you know thanks for being the blue batman of these streets i appreciate you i like the way you put the blue in that thank you thank you you know i've been doing this whole podcasting thing my my quips are pretty good my quips are pretty good but uh now that you've you know done a round of this uh, and you've kind of you've you're planning on hopefully getting a good turnout for this you know what is what are some advice that you would want to give to people out there who want to you know start giving back to the community and not really sure or don't have the financial advice do you have any advice for somebody who wants to help the community but doesn't have the financial means to like is there things or organizations they can get be part of yeah, I mean, there's, there are a lot of community organizations that you can spend the time to if you want to give back to your community. Um, I know there's boys and girls clubs, uh, your church organizations or your religious organizations, affiliations, they will have things as well. Going to your local community center, going to your local shelters, going to your local um, nursing homes. I mean, there's so many different opportunities that you can do. But it, it does take a little bit of research and it takes a little bit of effort. Um, and financial is not always is not always the situation. I mean, sometimes time, sometimes your your talents. There are people who have multiple talents that can do multiple things that can assist people who who need those help who don't have that um, financial means to get to pay someone for it. But you can actually go out there and actually help someone. Or you can take a very simple step, like in your neighborhood, if you're walking down the street and there's a can or a bag of chips on the ground, like pick it up and just throw it away. Like, you know, there are so many small steps that you can take that has no money value, no strenuous effort value that you can take to help improve your community and help improve your situations as well others around you. But it will take your initial effort to go out there and try to do something different yeah i i'm a i think uh i don't know if it's the same but the people who have to i kind of am a person who wants to be able to pay all my stuff up front so i can just coast like i want to pay my way in and coast to the bottom like it's just easier for me that way you can be selfish when it comes to intent like that but 
No, definitely, definitely. And before we, before I let you go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna poke in your business. Can you tell us what those goals are? The top nine goals are. Oh man, um, <laughs> that's interesting. All right, so the top nine goals. One is pray every day, uh, write every day, study every day, work out five times a week, clean eating five days a week. Uh, pay your tithes and offering 10% every week. Uh, don't be a fool. Weigh in at 225. You know, I want to get down to 225. And number nine is create a five-year plan. All right, all right. I'm, I don't need no contents on that. I don't need to know no updates on it. But that man has a whiteboard <laughs> with nine goals on it. The thing, the thing that we want to really continue to do out here is identify with each other as I try to identify with you. And that's what we were able to do here today. So I hope you guys learned something. Well, you know, we have 197 identifiers and we just need to get to that 200 mark. I know by the time this video drops, we're going to have 200 identifiers. And if you guys don't know what identifiers are, it's something, you know, Coop just put me on game instead of calling them like believers and followers. No, they're identifiers because that's what we do here. We try to identify with each other as we all try to identify with you. So that's what we've done here today. And just real quick, you give us a rundown of your information as far as, you know, where we can find you and, you know, what we need to, what information and social media we need to be in contact with so that we can stay in touch with you. Yeah, you can find um, me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, on Facebook, you can just search my name, Christopher Cooper. And you can also find Super C Group on Facebook. You can just search Super C Group. That's Super, S-U-P-E-R-C-E-D-E, Group, G-R-O-U-P. And it'll pop up. You'll see our Super C Group lo um, brand logo. You can also follow Simeon Brown as well. That's Simeon, S-I-M-E-O-N-B-R-O-W-N. You can also follow us on Instagram, Super C Group, just one one word, Super C Group. And you can also follow me on Instagram um, at Coop, C-O-O-P, 7071. And contact us that way. We'll be gladly to help you out with any financial literacy, any credit issues. Um, if you're in the state of Illinois, um, you can always reach me, reach out to me if you got any issues with personal injuries or workers' compensation. I'll be gladly be your lawyer in those situations. Um, but yeah, I'm planning on being licensed in multiple states. And when I get to those other states, then you can reach out to me on those other states as well. And then I'll be glad to assist you in those. And, and all his information will be in the link in the comment section below. So don't stress if you didn't get it all in. But, uh, like she said, you know, we we going international, we going global with this, and you guys can find us on all major podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, you know, Google Play, FM, YouTube. But if you want to watch us, you know, we're here. So continue to like, share, subscribe, and let's continue to get this message out there. Uh, me and Eric are going to be doing a live stream on Monday. The RNC, two black guys watch the RNC. We're going to try and keep our composure while we watch the Republican Party implode on itself. Uh, tune in to Twitch and YouTube live stream and also Facebook live stream. We'll be pl uh, streaming all three platforms. So you guys can check out that. Uh, for all it's worth, you know, you guys continue to take care of yourselves. Continue to, you know, do the damn thing. But most important of all, put on your goddamn mask. You know, take care. I love your faces. One second before, been we, real. before we leave out, I got one thing to say as well, is that right. we're going to have our debate. 
We're gonna have our black Black Lives I, Matter. No, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I literally redid this whole entire I redid this recording. I redid this recording. I have the notes right here. I looked at it and I wrote it down to make mention of this whole entire debate and my goof ass messed it up for the second time. Coop, you got the floor. I'm done. I don't need to talk. Coop, go ahead. <laughs> well, to all you identifiers, um, you'll definitely catch us live in action. Um, we're going to do debate. When I was in college at the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, I was on the debate team um, of the IPDA debate team and one of the top debaters. And me and Hero debate on multiple topics. And I felt one very interesting topic definitely dealing with 2020 going all the way back to slavery is does black lives matter um in that situation hero is going to be the affirmative he's going to be trying to prove to the identifiers and prove to the world that black lives matter me i'm going to take the opposite side i'm going to be proving to the world that black lives do, do not matter and it's going to be a very inter interesting debate you get to see both sides of the story you get to see how you can be able to communicate and see things from the other side, even if you do not fully agree with that positioning, even if you believe that that position is completely absurd, you'll still be able to learn how to navigate and have these fruitful conversations with other people. And it's gonna be very interesting. Like I said, Hero's gonna be trying to prove to the identifiers in the world that black lives matter. And I'll be trying to prove to you all that black lives don't matter. And to your point, uh, we'll be using the standard criteria for debates on the college level. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll have all the lists of instructions and rules and stuff like that. But I plan on uh, making a trip home and doing this live if possible. I'll get our dual mic set up in our interface. But uh, once again, that's going to be a great debate. We'll get uh, way more information. By the time this comes out, that debate would have already happened. So uh, even might even be able to do a live version of it too. But I think it's going to be super informative because uh, too many, too, too often in our community, we have disputes that end with no one gaining. And that can't be the case. Every interaction you have throughout your life has to be a sign of growth. And if it's not, it's a waste of your time. Uh, the greatest mistake you can make as a debater is arguing with someone who won't grow from that argument. So I think sure. that's a super important thing to do. Uh, we're going to hit that out and, you know, that's pretty much it. I have already jacked up two shows now, so I'm going to leave y'all alone and let y'all go home. I love you guys. Take care. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote it down. I literally wrote it down and still missed it. Like, I... I literally ran out of pieces. I was like, yeah, one, two, three. All right, I'm good. I, in my head, I have a checklist. What I do is I just cut off the